I'm Dan Orlovsky. When I'm looking for safety, I always take the extra steps and listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who haven't scored since 1958, Chris and Case. Hey, hi ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 303. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and dang good looking co-host, Jeff the Riz Rizden. How you doing, brother? It is good to be with you, Chris. It's been too long. It has. I, I, you know, you showed up on the, in the video, and I just, I just took a moment, took a sigh, and a long, lingering look. <laughs> it's great. All right, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about the Washington game. We didn't get to do a post game show. We had a lot of other stuff. It's been, it's been the nuttiest week ever. So, thanks everyone who's uh, with us now. It's, it's been something, boy. Uh, guys, we're going to talk about that. We got a lot of Patricia talk. We got going to come at it from a couple of different angles, and uh, we're going to get in there. We're going to, we're, we're just putting the December barometer aside right now because we're in where we're in. Uh, we're going to talk about Matthew Stafford's injury. We got that a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, brother? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, a couple of quick announcements. First, check us out. Help us out on Patreon. Very special thanks to Dylan from Go Yeah, of course there. And, of course, our very first donor, Mathis. Brian B. from I Prevail. Who should we get? Jerry S. Jerry S. And oh, we'll, just, uh, we'll give a uh, uh, shout out to Matt L too. He's he's got to get in there a little bit. Uh, great, great Patreon people hanging out with us. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Head on over there. Uh, get in. You do It's like a little monthly donation thing. You set it up and uh, you can donate to the show. Helps us do what we do. Help, help, helps us get to the Senior Bowl. Pay for all the equipment, the bandwidth, all the other stuff that we got going on. You also get access to the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. And I, I have to apologize to those guys as well. I haven't been around the last couple of days. It's been, like I said, one of the nuttiest weeks I've had in in ages, and of course, it's right on the heels of being out for twenty four hours on the show. I'm just like, it's just not all together. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It, it's twenty twenty. Everybody's going through some weirdness. I think is the the, the best way to say it, the safest way to say it. So we, we all are one under, more understanding of one another than in past years. So. Well, we Always forgiven, Chris. <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. I do. Um, so you get access to the Slack, the whole thing. It's a really, really great deal. It's a little dollar a month. We'll, we'll take more if you got it. Just head to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast and uh, set up your donation there. And uh, we'll get you set up on the on the Slack. It's a, it's a great way to support the show, like I say. And we appreciate every single one of you folks that do that. Uh, give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast, and Check us out on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. It's the very best place to see Jeff. Where'd my pants go? (laughs) Subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Right now, on the daily, we're putting out uh, clips 
good, interesting, wonderful clips from the 24-hour St. Jude telethon. We had our first one with Je- our interview with uh, Justin Rogers. We did two. We did an opening interview and then a closing interview with him, and uh, he was great. He was a very, very gracious, good guy. Um, so that one came out. We also have released the Dan Miller Jim Brandstatter and Tony Ortiz band back together clip. That's a, I'm telling you, if you haven't watched it, it's one of the best interviews. These guys dish, (laughs) they dish the whole Carissa Thompson thing. We'll bring that up Friday. Um, that thing was (laughs) for Tony was, he was as red as an apple. <laughs> so anyway, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Those are going to keep coming. The hits will keep coming on there as well as these shows. Hit the bell, subscribe, you get notified, all that stuff. And also, we're going to put the later clips from this show, some other shows, uh, all our future shows. And even also, we're going to replicate the clips from the St. Jude show at youtube.com slash DLP clips. We're trying to make that your spot to go for uh, quick sound bites and, and quick bits of information from the show so you can go back and refer to them again later in the future if you want to hold uh the axe over our neck because we said something silly you can do it and it's an easy way to find it and point to it and, and humiliate us in, in front of everybody you know so it's a good way to go um let's see raise an itunes stitcher google play spotify iheart amazon pandora all the all the all the places you find the shows that's where we're at um five stars though if you can't find your, your way to giving us five stars, then kind of hold off. And, and you can yell at us in the subreddit. And we're happy to hear what you have to say. We want to make this show. It's a community show. We want to make sure it's a good show for you. And if there's something that makes you think, I can't do the five-star thing, then uh, let us know. And we'll see if we can change it and, and get you on the good side. All right? Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us in the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. Leave us a message. Get a chance to hear yourself on the air. <laughs> Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And first and foremost, we have to talk about, well, we beat Washington. Is, is this a team? Is this a team that could be a 500 team this week, Riz? I mean, we can talk about it when we preview Carolina, but holy cow, what a convincing win against what are they second in the east? I mean, I mean these guys, they, right? They were second in the east going into the day. Yes, they were. Yeah, I mean at, think about that. 2 and 6. Um, they'd be a second place team. That's awesome. The worthless information 2 and 6. They were second in the east and here we came up as as an obvious underdog and we just destroyed them. We owned them. Smack dab. Oh man, we were we were we were killing them at halftime. Woo! <laughs> That's something we'll talk about a little bit. Um, there was uh, actually. Why don't we just start off with that? What the heck? This is from Joseph Cummings. Why not? Get it out of the way. <laughs> Came in on Twitter, and and uh, you know I had already done the agenda for the show, but this this was a good one. Um, it was a good one. Thank you, Joseph Cummings, for sending it in. Yes. Could someone explain how Patricia always jumps to a big lead, and then something else happens? Right. And this is I want to I want to talk about this because this is not been the case for the lions historically the last three four five six years the calder era it didn't happen right we were always no. scraping for points you think that what's our average points is it 30 this year i mean we, was it this season we've been scoring like crazy it feels like defense hasn't held the other team okay so okay but we start out scoring and then it goes away is it that we've got this great game plan up front 
and then we get figured out and we can't adjust? Is that is that really it? Every time we're super, super good at figuring so, out early and can't adjust? Really? So that's that's part of it. And I will I'll throw a nod to uh, my good friend, Michael Gray, um, who used to be on the sports radio waves. Um, a lot of people from the west side of the state will recognize that name. Uh, he is a big, big, big advocate that Daryl Bevel is really good at scripting the first 15 or 20 plays, and then after that, he has no freaking clue. And the numbers sort of bear that out. Uh, the Lions, just I'm looking at the stats right now, they are tied for fourth in first quarter points per game. They're at 6.9 points. Mm. Um, and, oh, by the way, the number one team in that is Miami, which is – they are the sort of advanced version of the Lions in that they have basically the exact same game plan, uh, but with Brian with Brian Flores as their coach, they're doing a little bit better, um, which is a little disappointing. So first quarter, 6.9 points. Second quarter, where's Detroit? Oh, we're down at 23rd, 24th, 6.3. Well, one, one half point behind the New England Patriots, interestingly enough. All right, third quarter. They have the same record as us, by the way. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Um, third quarter. So we're, we're okay in the third quarter. We, we actually fall off quite a bit to 4.9 points, but that's, believe it or not, that's tied for 12th with, among other teams, the Chiefs. So for whatever reason, the third quarter is a low scoring. We are as good as – Matthew Stafford's as good as Patrick Mahomes is what I'm hearing. <laughs> uh, the Colts and Ravens are also in that, um, and we're just above the Jaguars and Eagles. And, uh, oh, by the way, Carolina Panthers 31st in that, that quarter. Only Chicago was worse. Well, well, we should have a good... It should be a defensive struggle this week in the third quarter, shouldn't it? (laughs) And then fourth quarter, um, we jump up to our... Actually, it's our highest scoring quarter at 7.1 points per game, but that's only good for 18th in the league. That's tied with Cleveland um, and behind, among others, New England, Washington, uh, Philadelphia, Tennessee. Um, The Chiefs, by the way, are number one there. So Not quite the comeback. Reference for this weekend, Carolina 27th. Uh, the Jets are dead last there. Mm. So there, there's my there's my numerical research for you. Thank you. That's I, I'm I'm glad you had that. I I didn't. It's very interesting to me. You know what I mean? It, so and, and, first quarter, relatively speaking, yes, the Lions do perform better in the first quarter than other teams do. Um, in terms of getting out and, and getting on the board, I think some of it is the fact that Daryl Bubble does script plays well at the beginning. He has a good game plan and a how to attack. You tend to see more play action early on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just that's just my observation. That's not, that's not based on any n- numerical evidence. There, I also think that the wide receivers a little bit fresher at the beginning of the game. I think the their their ability they don't get separation. We know that, but I think their ability to shake a little bit is is they're a little wider at the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. and I think that that helps a little bit. And and just again you know, to, to to Gray's point, they seem to have a focused attack early. And then it, then they sort of get into the flow of the game and like, oh, oh, crap. Peterson hasn't had the ball in two drives. We better get him in there and get him three carries in a row now. You know, we're, we're – or, okay, the last drive, the, the run on first and ten got a six. So it's going to work again. And then it's second and nine, and then you run again, and it's third and eight. Um, and that does seem to be a, a bevel MO, and that's, that's very frustrating. It's very disappointing. Yeah, and it's – is it – and it's for me, I mean, I, I – I, I, I'm I'm with you on the scripted part, right? Because it's it, that first drive, and I don't know what the first drive numbers are, but I remember early in the season we They're were very we were killer. They're very good. Killer first drive. The fact that we can't do it afterward after that, right? Or, or well, we we have we, our first three drives. 
tend to seem to be pretty good. And then we just go away. We just absolutely go away. And there's something I think it's I think it's more than just Bevel's play calling. I think it's well, more. I, agree, but I think that's part of it, though, for sure. I, and, and here's where I, th- I think it comes down to. And, you know, we do a brilliant job of game planning for other teams, both defensively and offensively. I think we tear them apart and we use the data we have and the analytics we have to really, really, really do a good job understanding what's going to be done to us and what we're going to do to the other team. Um, sometimes we don't execute, right? Like against New Orleans, we saw it. I We knew what they were going to do. We just didn't have the players, right, to, to yeah. beat a New Orleans team. because they And we knew that was going to be a shootout. We knew that going in. We talked about it on the Friday pregame, the game preview show. Um, so we kind of knew that that was going to be, and that's how it was going to go. We just unfortunately quit shooting there for 35 points in a row. Uh, <laughs> we're too busy reloading, I guess, or the refractory period. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but <laughs> the, uh, the idea, it, it is an adjustment thing to me that we cannot adjust from our game plan. And again, Ash in the Slack did a great job talking about this, and I forget what the what it is. But uh, what the the oh, theory is or whatever. Awesome. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, it's always good to have a smart Canadian. I, I love the it's fact that, that he and I talk. disagree on stuff, but we're, but we're friends and we yep. we discuss it out, and it winds up being an intelligent discussion. I love that. Yep. 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 Absolutely. It's it's to have a smart Canadian around is should is a blessing yes. for anybody who gets one. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing the th- he he brought up and, and it's a thing about people who know something and have had success when they go somewhere else or they do something. And things don't go right, they double down on what they know works because they know in the core of their soul it works. And if the world around you has changed and you keep trying to do the same thing, even though it's not working, you wind up in trouble. You wind up making things worse. And it feels like that's a situation that we're in where we game plan the hell out of it and we nail it. And then we don't adjust. We don't regain plan when those when they change how they attack us and we just f- fall apart or we do it extremely. Our reaction is extremely slow. I There's that's, something that's about part of the it. middle it, it, of these so, games. Um, I'll, I'll go to my old uh, my old friend at, at ninety six point one. Rest in peace. Um, that station. Uh, Jim Costa used to talk about muscle memory reflex for coaches, mm-hmm. and and how Matt Patricia reflexively goes to things that he learned in New England, and when he gets a lead. He gets conservative, and instead of maybe going for the touchdown, they'll start playing for the long Matt Prater field goal. Instead, of like, okay, we got the lead. Um, let's let's add to that lead, but let's only add three to it. Let's make sure we get the three instead of trying to get the six. Yeah. Um, and I think there, there's a lot of truth in that. Uh, and so I, that, wonder, that's, I wonder that, that, that that's part of it. I wonder how the numbers bear that out. I mean, the new concept of of kind of money ball and football and more going for it on fourth down, right? Do you right. kick the three or do you go for it? I think maybe you we're missing a little bit of that. The Texans did last week and fake a field goal and punt it from your own from the, from the Browns' thirty three yard line in a game that you lost by three. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Get Bob back. Not not doing a good job to get himself a head coaching game. Get Bob on the phone. (laughs) It wasn't as bad as we thought. I'm worried that we're going to be in the same way about Patricia, but we'll talk about Patricia in a bit. Um. Yeah. Yeah, No, I I, I do think that there's Stafford, for whatever reason, tends to come out pretty pretty hot. He, He still has most games. He'll have two or three drives in a row where he's one for five and misses two throws wildly that he normally hits and it just walks off like hmm. I think that's that that's the way Stafford is 
And it, it very rarely happens at the beginning of games. It's much more likely to happen in the second and third quarters, which is like, why is he missing these throws? And that's been something that's been a problem for his career. Now, that's not putting all this on Stafford, obviously, but sure. uh, um, that's part of it, too. When, when you get a quarterback that misses wide-open reads and, and wide-open receivers, um, not that they have those very often, but uh, that, that doesn't help either. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's interesting. It, it's definitely interesting, and it's, and it's, it's, it's perplexing for these guys to uh to continuously repeat that same that, that same problem. I <laughs> we we're scoring again, I don't know what the average number is. We're scoring in any other than 2020. We're scoring enough points where we should be winning these games and the defense isn't doing it. And uh I think there's a real inability to adjust, like I said, and this this is the thing that very well may you know fold up the front office and the coach and um yeah i just i think it's unfortunate because i i you know the i I, and people hate me for this i think that there is talent in matt patricia and i think there's a head coach in there i think there's uh talent and i think there's a gm in bob quinn i just don't think that they're going to survive in detroit long enough for those characters to come out um again i think about could cleveland have given Belichick a little bit more time, maybe. And I'm not saying he's a Belichick. I know he came from that tree, right? right. No, I, I understand what you're saying. He I, may I never have been Belichick in Cleveland either, right? right. And, and, and that very, that's very true. As, as somebody who lived there then, I can tell you that. Yeah, and so, you know, Patricia, he may go somewhere and be an amazing coach in, in four years or five years when the stink wears off. But <laughs> he, he, you know, he, he may be. And I think at that time we, we got to look at it and say, look, none of us were willing to give him the time. And he may not have been able to achieve what he achieved somewhere else if he achieves it right um, here in Detroit in the way it is. And then that's something to look at. OK, like the Browns. Right. They, they're they're finding some success now. Um, it's interesting to watch how they're playing out because they, it feels like they've they had an organizational right. turn. They may have done a turn in an organizational corner here. I'm, I'm hopeful that that happens. They are six and three. It's still not good enough for the playoffs in the AFC, but they are there. And, and what I like about them is that they have an identity that helps them win football games. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not sure that the lions have an identity that helps them win. You know, the, the Browns can rely on all the good teams. They have a hallmark. The Browns get big plays out of their run game with, with Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt, And they have a great offensive line that, that paves the way for that. Um, and it overcomes a, I'll call Baker Mayfield average. Um, and mm-hmm. hopefully the Cleveland folks who are listening don't go into hysterics on that. But mm-hmm. they, they have an identity. Baltimore wins because they have an identity. They're going to read option you. They're going to they're going to use Lamar um, with the sneaky pass. And he's he's fallen off a little bit on that this year, in part because his receivers have fallen off on that. And the ring. But they have a way to win. You know, Pittsburgh comes at you. They're going to blitz the fuck out of yeah. you. Yeah, and they're going to come after you, even on you know third and one. They're going to bring a zero blitz yep. at times, and that's their identity. Last year, San Francisco got there because they could rush four with their front four, and their front four were better than your front five. Didn't matter who your front five was. Yep, it's not the case this year for them. You know, th- those those types of teams that have a, a an identifiable trait, something that they can hang their hat on week in and week out, tend to be the more successful over time. Where's that for the Lions? Other than Matt Prater being really good at kicking, and he slumped this year too. I, I'm 
thrilled as shit that he made his 59 yarder. Yeah. But before that, uh, it was pad I level it was for him. Last week, I was scared, man. I, is it is it time to find a new kicker? I I, I posited that thought. It's um, it's, it's pad level wrong, for Prater. But he's just got to get his pads lower. He'll be okay. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> work a little harder. Get the pads lower. He should be yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, I think this is, um, yeah, no, Sean, this is right. Entering the days where comparing how Cleveland is better than us. And from an organizational standpoint, right? Think about it from like a business or, or something, you know, just as a, I don't want to say, you know, just any, any kind of business, it doesn't matter. Um, organizationally there, it's a culture thing in Detroit. I really believe that especially in, in just. Another plug for youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. We, we released our Wayne Fonts interview today from um, from the 24-hour thing. And boy, Wayne, so another, another layer of inception deep. I'm sitting down with Wayne, and we're going to do, um, the cameras come for that, it's coming tomorrow. We're going to do a, a full-blown real-life interview over a cigar and let him just tell stories of back oh, of the day. It's going to be awesome. awesome. It's going to be so awesome. Um, but that is... That aside, <laughs> um, he talked about culture a lot, and he talks about what they had. He also mentions about if they had Matthew Stafford, what kind of a team they'd have been, how many Super Bowls they would have won. Um, it's a great interview. I, I absolutely I, I implore you guys to go to listen to Wayne and what he said and get an idea. Because when he was there, there was an organizational identity and, 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 and a way of living for the Lions and the way they were. One of the things he talks about is if you got 100%, give me 100%. If you only got 80%, you got an injury or something, then give me that 80. But if you're only 80 and you give me 50, we're going to have a problem. It's not going to be okay, right? And he was able to get it out of those guys. And he he talks about how, like, uh, it, you know, they the first game when he was the interim head coach, they won. He was like, these guys went out there and they won it for me. I feel like they went out and they did it for me to show, like, you know, and uh, he was just really, really happy and touched by the fact that the players played so hard out there for him. He said the next game they lost, like, by a field goal at the end against Chicago. And um, he's like, what do you say to these guys? It was a heartbreaker. They played their hearts out again, and it was a heartbreaking loss at the end. And uh, he said he came in. He said, guys, we just ran out of time. That's all that happened. We just ran out of time, and, and, we, and, 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 it, and we'll be fine. We'll get them next time. And, but he had a culture of, of a very strong supportive culture they call him a player's coach but he would fire guys that didn't fit in the locker room he he wanted his yeah. players and 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 that's what you know that's why i can't fault patricia for the for the digs thing i really can't you give the coach the leeway to get their locker room if they don't succeed well then they failed as a coach right but they they have that input into the roster and what the the locker room is like um but, but wayne that organizational mentality they had it there and then Wayne left, and and who came, was it? Bobby Ross they brought in right after him, or who came? It was it or Duran? Who was it that that coached at? Uh, I think I, it was, I, I'm fairly certain it was it was Bobby Ross, right? Which was its own. He he's he's the polar opposite of that. He yeah. is your rigid old school. Let's do Oklahoma drills until four in the morning type of coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're and right. That, that was that was a radical change that didn't go over well. That and adding a fullback in front of Barry, even though Barry specifically said, "I don't like running behind a fullback." Nobody else can block for him, right? I mean, they had no idea what he was going to do. Why, why would you? Just, now you're getting someone else in his way, right? <laughs> Cover exactly. someone else plugging the holes he's finding. I, I don't understand <laughs> the coaching arrogance like that. And, yeah. yeah, you know, Patricia. It's tough because we've seen it. 
personally. We, we have seen at the Senior Bowl, we saw players gravitate towards him yeah. and like him yeah. um, and, and want to be part of that. And we saw the enthusiasm that he engendered down in Mobile. We really did. And for whatever reason, the, the Lions locker room is different. And I don't, I'm not sure that's a Lions thing. I think that's more of a, 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 a Patricia adjusting to being in charge. So the beast that came out in Bleacher Report, um, and I forget who wrote it, and I, I feel bad that I did that, but I, I read it, and it didn't really tell me anything new, but it just sort of reaffirmed the fact that when he came in here, he did so much damage to himself. He shot off his own feet so badly by coming in and being disrespectful and profane and trying to do everything right away without ever earning the trust of the players. Yep. And, and the Bleacher Report piece, again, I, I encourage you to read it. Um, and Chris Burke at The Athletic has done similar posts on it, and, and you and I have done similar po- talks on it, yep. about how he realized that he wasn't getting any net benefit from being like that. And Patricia changed. The problem is, is that there's still some guys that were there that remembered that and resented it. And most of those guys are gone now. In fact, I, I would venture that all of those guys are probably gone now. And the problem is, is that that was a significant portion of your talent base. And now you're trying to replace those guys with guys who aren't as good as they were. Yep. And there, there's only, you know, Wayne, Wayne Fonts talks about giving, you know, if you got 80%, give me 80%. Well, if your 80% is only 50% as good as the last guy, then you got a problem. Um, so, and, and that's why I think the overarching point is that it's, it's as much Bob Quinn's problem that this roster isn't where it needs to be and this team isn't where it needs to be as Matt Patricia's. I, I do think that there has been improvement in, in Matt Patricia's coaching. Man. I still don't think it's good enough, and I would, I would still get rid of him at the end of the year, no question. But he hasn't been helped by his GM enabler at all. Yeah. No, that's and that's one of the things I think that um there's it's it's you have to really look at it. You 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 know to see it, what the GM's provided for him to coach. You can't but, have a second round and a third round pick from a year ago that belong on the bench and are getting benched now because the coach is just like I these guys are terrible. Um and, and Tracy Walker out and I'm taking the L on that one cuz from a couple of years ago I thought he was going to be really good, and he was building towards a great year. He's been awful this year. I don't know what the hell happened. But remember the beginning of the year, everyone's screaming, why is Will Harris out there? Yeah. Well, yeah, and and he's been worse. Uh, But but you can't have a second round and a third round pick in Jelani Tavai and Will Harris. Neither one of them can even be the 35th best player at their position in the league where there's only 32 teams, and they're both worse than that. Well, and that this is that that's the thing, right? And I'm going to go to the Will Harris you, you, thing. You can't really quick. you can't have like Quintez Cephas, obviously a late oh. round pick this year. He can't play. No, if you no, watched him in the last game, he left 14 points on the board. And you needed and you needed wide receivers. We needed yeah. wide receivers more than we needed that running back. And Not your that fifth round running back is on the bench in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. That yeah. That that's that's really really frustrating. Will Harris though. All the screaming about him over Tracy Walker and the heat that uh, Patricia took about, hey, he's beating him in practice. Maybe he was. Maybe that may, you know what? There's, you know there's what? a lot more to that than what everyone who gave the crap to Patricia got. And I'm not being a slappy here. I want you guys to know we now have a lot more evidence to say 
Tracy I can see what Tracy has not played the way that Tracy needs to play, and the way that I expected him to play as a, somebody who pimped him up hard this summer. Um, he's gone the other direction. That's very disappointing. Yeah, very disappointing. Yep. And so that's that, that's 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 just frustrating, right? And but there's there's so many pieces, and 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 I know narratives get started as things go on, right? And 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 I want to where we can make sure that we kind of go back and revisit some of these things and, and clarify them, but um. One of the things that we talked about with Justin in, in I think it was the fruit of the interview that we posted, uh, if not, the next one will come up here in, uh, in a couple of days. You know, it's like 12 days of Christmas here. Uh, <laughs> the um, He talked about that first year with Matt Patricia and getting off on the wrong foot and how that whole thing just wrecked his start. I mean, because he look, think about it when you walk into a brand new job. Think about the last time you started a new job. You walked in the first day. Hey, everyone rapist right i mean boom what do you do how do you survive that was, that? that was there with the media but with the players he walked in well, but and the like, players read that and hear that they they did and and but, but he he also walked in and put his dick on the table and like look at this bitches that, that was that, but that that, that, may, that didn't work right 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 and i'm i'm not saying but that may have informed the way he acted Right. Because we've seen him act differently and he right. changed. We don't know. Right. We don't know what because I don't know how I would react if somebody did that to me on my first day in a high profile job like that. You know what I mean? It that would it, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Terrible editorial decision to do that. Yep. Yep. So and, and again, I'm not blaming that. I don't know how much involved that was in forming how he started, because, you know, when you, you walk in and you have that. You have to act a certain way, right? <laughs> I don't know if what he did, you know, and, and acted was the right choice or whatever, but he's changed, and and, and that's that's gone on. Um, we've got a long way around with the how uh, Patricia always jumps to a big lead and <laughs> gives it up, but I think we'll talk really quick. Let's okay. So, do you guys see a path that Bob Quinn stays and Patricia is fired? Um, I think conver- conversely, no. there's the do you see a path that Patricia stays and Bob Quinn is fired? I do see that path. I see yes. that as more likely as well. Um, I agree. Fine, and I because look, and I don't think that that's going to happen either. No. But I think that's more likely to happen yeah. of the two scenarios. The, the misses. I mean, you got. Um, I like Jared Davis so much. I wanted him so much, so much to perform. But you can't spend a first round pick on a special teams ace, right? I mean, just it's just a waste no. of capital. And if you, you look you at Bob, draft, you can't draft all these slow. This yep. is the slowest team in the NFL by design. Yep. That is not Matt Patricia's design because that started before he got here. Yep. That's a Bob Quinn thing. Bob Quinn likes big, slow players, even at the skill positions on both offense and defense. That doesn't work in a league where Kansas City's winning Super Bowls the yep. way they are. Absolutely. And and you so you, you, you kind of think about that. Bob Quinn is supposed to be a specialist in scouting that's supposed to be where he came from and he's totally totally missing missing you know just swinging a miss in the first three rounds you don't know you don't know if you're going to get a player that you can that's even going to be on the field in two years with 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 quinn after that he does he does a lot better contracts where you supposedly didn't have experience nailing it just freaking killing it out of of the park that's rod wood right there rod wood is the contract well he's not the only contract guy but he is responsible for the business savvy of the team um it's, and that's he's been great at that it's really I know something a lot of people yeah. are like when he when he came in he said this was a big point with with big drew back in the day when we still had a show yes uh, i'm going to be bigger about that for a while um, you can beat that like, how did they hire a a non a guy who said, comes in in his opening press conference says i don't know anything about football 
and entrust him to run the football team. He knew about finances and about, about rewarding experience, and compensation, man. and he's gotten that right. And the fan Lions experience. Have avoid, they've avoided the painful contract issues. They didn't overpay for Calvin Johnson, who still his contract still hasn't been matched. What yeah. is it? Nine years later? Yeah, it wasn't. I thought. I thought. It, I thought it got. I thought somebody matched it. There, I think mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins exceeded it in terms mm-hmm. of total value, but not, not year, not year over year average yet. Got it. Which got is it. just yep. insane. Yep. Uh, so yeah, no, that's it's, they're avoiding that, <laughs> and that, that's good. That's positive. It's 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 nuts. And Quinn deserves credit for that. He mm-hmm. has done a good job in managing the cap. They have flexibility now if they need to make some moves. Not a lot, but they have some. Don Don HS is at Unlin, and um, <laughs> I don't know what Unlin does. To be frank, it doesn't look uh, any different to me. <laughs> Unlin, so well, could you explain exactly what it is you do here? Because I would love to hear that question asked in the press room. Because I mean, I'm just not seeing a difference. I'm not trying to be a jerk, right? I'm just saying it's this, you know, or the the office meme, right? They're the same thing. Right. The two pictures, right? Corporate wants I, to know I, the difference. I think. My hope was that Unlin would take something from the Jim Johnson school, which is where Jim Schwartz is from, and he trained under Jim Schwartz, and he would take something from that aggressive school. And we've seen it a little bit. They have put more pressure on lately, um, and a lot of that is Romeo Aquara, but they have also been dialing up more five-man pressures, and it's worked. Of course. Give them credit for that. Yep, yep. But in terms of overall philosophy, I don't think that Unlin has had the impact on Patricia that we wanted him to. There's been some, yeah. But uh, again, w- yes. when Patricia, when when he's stressed, it's the it's the muscle memory. He goes back to being, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna rush three or four, but but contain rush. My linebackers who can't run are gonna try to run with the tight ends and man coverage down the middle of the field, and the safeties because they're gonna be on the outside. Well, if they see something on the outside, the middle is going to be open. If the, if they stay in the middle because the linebackers can't cover, the outside guy is one-on-one. And, oh, by the way, my outside guys aren't super fast either. No need. And that, 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 there's only so much that Unlin can do with that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah and that may be that you bring a great point up. It may be that uh, Matt Patricia hasn't unleashed Unlin and has just kept him under a shadow the yeah, whole time. And, and, and I don't think we'll, I don't, we will know, and, we'll never and know. This is a tough year for it because I have not been in Allen Park, so I, I don't see that interaction on a daily basis or even weekly basis like I used to. But uh, I, I get the feeling that, that Unlin has not had the impact that any of us would have liked, probably including himself, because he's pretty – having known him a little bit before he got there, he's a pretty strong personality guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's really been unleashed yet. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's something we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Okay. So that took us, we went around a little bit on that one. We're still supposed to be talking about the Washington win. Let's, we'll get back to that. Let me just really quick say, um, Hey, to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Excuse me. Um, Use keyword. <laughs> use keyword. <laughs> use, I don't smoke this. Um, keyword lions. We got a lions for a keyword. You get 55% off. They, they do sometimes do sales that are bigger, but you'll get nothing less than 55% off with the keyword lions. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get your um, CBD cream oils. Um, the whole thing. The, the oil for beneath the tongue. The gummies, these things are crazy good, and they're, I mean, in all the ways. They're good delicious-wise. They're good because they just absolutely give you the chill, and um, 
there's definitely a sensation. It's not a high, but it's something. <laughs> it's a it's they they have regular uh, CBD gummies, which are great for pain, anxiety, and sleep. These chill ones have Delta Eight, that which means they come with this warning label on the top. And these are the ones that do not operate heavy machinery and stuff like that. If you use them, there's there's something going on with these. But boy, I sleep like I've never slept before. And uh, they just they just feel good, and I mean it's not like you can't work if you eat them or something. They're good for you. You're all right. So yeah, check it out. Uh, the chill CBD Podcast dot com. They got the oils, a couple drops under the tongue, uh, takes care of it. We got uh, the cream. The cream is killer. I I it, when I was looking at the CBD overall, I was like, eh, I'm not. I don't know about the cream. I I'm not sure if I buy into it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it works great, and I've gotten a lot of feedback from folks who've gotten it. So cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Use the word lions in the promo code and you are good to go. 55% off. Uh, everybody does that. Thank you. They give us a kickback. Don't forget they give us a kickback. But uh, it doesn't cost you extra to do it. They just do it because we sent you. It's a great way to go. All right. Um, really quick uh, headline. If there was a John Gruden hairdo lookalike contest today, Riz would win hands down. I should have sent you the visor because then you could have done, so, done the so, visor. And, and and then the Chris car. will attest to this. I was having a bad hair moment before we started, so I just let it down. It was like one side was up <laughs> and one side was down, and it just wasn't working, so I let it all down. So <laughs> It's a good yeah. look, man. You, you, you got a little Spicoli, a little uh, Gruden, a lot of... A lot of, you so, got, so before, you got a lot before of we got on, I watched an obscure <laughs> Matthew McConaughey movie called Surfer Dude. With a comment in the middle, yep. Um, and I was I was feeling the, the vibe a little bit. A lot of marijuana use in that in that movie. Oh, some nice casual nudity too. Oh, it's always and good. Not just Matthew either. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have the bongos out, or was it a? Uh... Oh, he was he was uh, he didn't do that, but he, he he's a he's a stoned surfer um, who's avoiding the capitalist manifesto. Do you know he used to live in a, a mobile home? down uh in malibu I did. so a, a yeah. quick matthew mcconaughey plug he did a podcast with dax shepherd um it's called armchair experts yeah. if you like matthew mcconaughey at all even if you don't like him i personally don't like him like like if i drove a lincoln i'd be resentful that the, they put matthew mcconaughey in those freaking ads because they're terrible <laughs> but he is so on brand and his stories about living in australia and growing up with a brother named rooster and just <laughs> It's an unbelievable hour and a half ride. It's Armchair Experts with Dak Shepard. You really need to check it out. It's the Matthew McConaughey episode. I have listened to it twice. I don't normally listen to a lot of podcasts. I cracked my ass. Oh, oh man. He's, he's in character doing it, and it's great. Definitely check that out. <laughs> Definitely check that out. Um, yeah, he, it was the, his, the, it's interesting. The, um, the mobile homes there are over a million dollars each. It's down, yeah. a it's down a Paradise Cove. You come down a little winding thing down in Malibu, down to the beach. Absolutely great place. The mojitos there are freaking to die for. But uh, you go down, you get yourself a cabana down at the beach and just spend the day. Ooh, what a good, what a good life you're living. It's, it's, it's great. Paradise Cove, if you ever get down there, go head it out. Sounds nice. Yeah, it is nice. Um, let's see. I may never get to L.A. again. We'll see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, back to what we got going on. I want to talk about DeAndre Swift. You may have you heard the name? I'm I'm familiar with him. Yes. Okay. Okay. Got, got more familiar with him on Sunday. <laughs> Very interesting, right? And this is from Reddit. I didn't. I thought I had his name down. I am so sorry about not getting your name here. Um, 
Uh, I will. I'll find it after the show, and we'll get. We'll we'll shout you out twice the next time. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna. He so he looked fresh. We want to keep him fresh for that second half of the season, right? Because you know, in running back life, guys wear down. Guys wear down. Uh, look at Carry On. Look at Gurley, right? And now even huh. Christian McCaffrey, the 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 issues that he's having, right? They get injured this week. And he will not play. He's McCaffrey, for a Friday show. Yeah. He out. Yeah, McCaffrey's been out. He's first overall pick in our dynasty league here. And you know, and you do a snake draft. So my first pick I'm playing is number 24 overall. Uh, thank you very much. Um, that being said, I've, I, he's not played more than he's played. Um, he's a young guy, right? These guys get hurt. The wear and tear on a running back in the NFL is incredible, and it's interesting how teams can devalue them when these. You talk about guys who give up their bodies for the sport and how they should be compensated, and then everyone says, "Oh no, you never pay money for a running back because they don't last long." It's like. But that's the opposite of what we're talking about all the time. Right? You know, so so I'll, I'll, I'll put on my Browns hat for a second. There's a big debate going on now about paying Nick Chubb, who, for, for my money, is the best runner. Not the best all-around back, but he is the best runner of the running backs in the NFL right now, um, either him or Derrick Henry. And there's a pretty steep divide on whether to pay him or not. Um, and that's... That, that that's that's the running back culture these days. So yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's hopefully, hopefully we get to that point with DeAndre Swift. If he plays like he did on Sunday, we're going to have that conversation in a couple of years, and it will be a very pleasant conversation because it means that he's done damn good. Yeah, there was there was a um, a brief period of time where Kareem Hunt was a possibility for Detroit. Remember on the Senior Bowl, I was so I didn't care. I didn't care about character. I wanted him so bad for the Lions. But anyway, here's where we are. Now, DeAndre Swift, looking good, looking really good out looking, there. Well, mostly. He he when he gets the ball and he sees the hole, it's very very good. When mm-hmm. the hole isn't where he expects it, he's still yes. He's not as he's not as great as he needs to be. Now that that's not a DeAndre Swift slam. That's a that's that's indicative of a lot of running backs in this league. A lot of really good running backs have that problem. Uh, I, I think we all got a little bit spoiled by Barry by being able to, you know, just, okay, there's no hole. Yeah. I'm, I'm still going to go there the anyways, and they're going to miss me. The offensive oh, line was an impediment for him. They got in his way yes. of finding the holes. Yeah. No, yes. he, 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 was, he, was, he was great. I feel Swift has a little bit of that in him. I just I, I think he does. What I like about Swift is that he consistently runs through bad tackles. Yes. You're and not spins. gonna get him down if you have if you're trying to arm tackle him or if you're diving at his leg mm-hmm. and you don't wrap. His he's spin not move. going down. I like that a lot. His spin move early in the season, I think it was the first game, he was a little early with it and got caught. Yes, he was. Right? He would be finished with the spin. And he's like, Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Down. This last game, I saw it twice. He had it. He it was the bounce spin go, and he left him behind both times. I, I think I think this kid is really, really as they're saying in the in the chat. He's he's learning from AP, yes. right? And yes, AP has been very helpful. Yes, he is. But I also think, and this this I think this is part of the deal. We're keeping him on a on a, on a pitch count, right? If you think about like uh, Kamara, he only got 120 carries and 80 receptions in his first season, and there's some longevity there. I think that's the thinking here. And look what they do. They still split him with Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray still gets 10, 10 to 15 carries per week based yep. on their game script. And when you have look a guy at, that good. Baltimore, what they do with Mark Ingram and, and yep. uh, Gus Edwards and 
all the other people at the Haven, they're aside from Lamar. That's- and Ingrid and Kamara before in, in New England, right? I mean, it was that was that was always the plan. So I, San I, Francisco rotating the guys in. Now they, they have health problems now, but I've, they're I've, run they're running three running backs regularly. That's that's more of the trend of where we're going. Even Minnesota, look at what they did to to us. Yeah, Alexander Madison killed us. And that's that, that's with Delvin Cook having a fantastic game. Yeah, it, yeah. It's great to have more than one. If you only have one, you don't have enough. You don't have any. One isn't any, right? Two is two. You have one, three, whatever. The backup gives you one. Something I forgot how that goes, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, math either. <laughs> but the idea of keeping him on a pitch count and and uh, switching it up a little bit, I, I love that. I love what he's done. I like the idea of he's a little fresh in the second half of the season. I like the idea of him growing slowly. Look, when he dropped that pass against Chicago, you saw him carry that whole game. In, on his face, it, he it was all on him, and he felt it was him, and he it was it was him. When that pass hit him in the back, uh, it was I think the second game of the season, or the third game, of the season, exact that, same. Like def- that was New Orleans. Yeah, that, that one bothered me a lot because that means that he doesn't know the play. Yeah, and that that and you saw Stafford. Stafford did the the reaction like like yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and that and that reaction isn't there anymore. He still drops too many passes, but he he had a fantastic game this past week. Yeah, yeah. And so you think about it, you know how he struggled early in the season in the his kind of mentally processing the pass game. That option route he did t- touchdown right, amazing, just amazing. He killed it. The kids had an opportunity to grow and mature a little bit this year on Look on a what team. He did Jonathan Bosick's feet on that route. Yeah, that oh was great. God. Oh my god, that was great. <laughs> Um, but, but anyway, yeah, so his, 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 his growth has been absolutely stellar, has been just, just wicked good. And, um, to have him fresh and growing and getting better, what does that mean? Does, I mean, the story with saying with New England and I hate making these comparisons, right? But this, their story had always been, they start slow and they build out through the season and get better. Here we sit with the same record as New England. I'm not saying that the story is panning out today. I'm not trying to, to give people uh, an idea, but it's it's one you know it's one timeline, right? And here we are again at a pivotal game for the Lions facing it. I mean, the the Colts game was a pivotal game, and they and they and they choked it. They and and it's and it's Lions historically, right? For a decade and a half, it's been the most important game where you can prove you're turning around and you choke it. This is kind of a game like that. This is that game. This is the game. All of a sudden, you bring this team to 500. I hate to say it, but the kind of confidence that they carry, it's the, it's the kind of thing that got the New York Giants at 9-7 and seven a Super Bowl, right? Are we going there? I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that's what gets you there. No, I, 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 I'm totally with you on that, and, and look, at, look ahead to Thanksgiving. They're playing a Houston Texans team. They're not good, guys. Yeah. They have a lot of problems um, on and off the field. Um, I, Quick plug for my 10 cents column this week. Read the fourth cent. It's all about how they have completely botched their public relations department yeah. and um, lost a lot of player faith in the process, by the way. Um, J.J. Watt will not be back there, um, and he might be the only one who's not back there because of what they did this past That's week. That's huge. That's absolutely huge. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I hope he doesn't want to play they, with his so brother. They are being run essentially by a – how would you describe Jack Easter Bay? He is – He's like Joel Osteen, kind of, but not as wholesome. 
<laughs> Got it. <laughs> he's um, he's like a cross between like Jimmy Swagger and oh, like the negative qualities of Donald Trump. Hmm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, he, and he's running the Texans right now um, and has their owner wrapped around his little finger. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very bad. So there's a the, the very good chance that this team could win three games in a row. That would make them what seven and six. Yeah, six and five. One over six and five. one over five hundred. Yep. And that's, six and five is getting now all of a sudden. So say you take, let's just say you split with Minnesota and you split with Chicago, which is not unreasonable. By the way, not, Chicago is trying out Deshaun. They're desperate enough at quarterback that they think Deshaun Kaiser is a good idea. <laughs> We've seen that movie before. Yeah. <laughs> but you, I mean, so look, you, you take those two games that you get the split. All of a sudden it's like, what the hell just happened with this team? Right. And then, and this is, and let's, you know what? We did Swift. We got to, we'll talk about Matthew Stafford's injury in a bit. We'll just make that a separate topic. Let's get into this, this whole thing. Um, and I want to, I want to, this is from Trashman1856 in the, uh, in the subreddit. I'm just going to throw this one out here. Uh, guys, it's time to start accepting it. Quintricia will be back next year. And he says, I don't know, maybe if we lose the next seven games in a row to end up four and 12, he gets fired, but probably not. Quinn, he's definitely coming back. Okay. Both these guys have contracts that go through 2022. End of that season, it's two and a half years. Whoever do you see get fired with two and a half years left in their contract? And I'm like, nah, that doesn't mean much. Here's where it starts to make a little. Uh, this is what this next piece is why I wanted to include it. Okay. Oh, you're going to make me angry. Chris. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Stafford's contract also ends after 2022. Love him or love him, <laughs> but also want to upgrade from him at that point with a new regime. Why wouldn't you do it? At the end of 2022, you have all the pieces going and switching out at the same time. That makes sense rather than trying to piecemeal it because we've been we, up until we got this. We've been kind of that, in that out of sync kind of phase with the lines getting coaches and GMs and all that. That kind of lines those things up. Um, his take is Patricia gets the boot next year in 2022. We draft uh, the, the replacement for staff daddy. Um who Staff Taddy got a tattoo of Staff Taddy. That is yeah, <laughs> certainly a viable path. So I, I, I can't dispute any of that. So here you are. I mean, and, and really, you're looking at, what, 10 to 15-ish pick? What are, what are you going to do? I mean, take a tight end. No. <laughs> but, I mean, what are, what are you going to do? It's not going to – you're not going to set your – take a wide receiver <laughs> for the love of God. You are not setting your next regime up for success with wherever we end up this year. You're just not. So there is very even if they lose out, they're not picking in the top five. Right. They're just not. There's That's that how many good bad they teams. are. Think about how good they are to say at what this week, this far into the season, if you lose out, you're still not picking in the top five. There are just so many it's bad weird. football teams this year. It's so yeah, it is. Look, it is I mean, look at look we're at, mediocre, dude. We're mediocre. <laughs> they yes, and, and I dare say that they have overachieved based on their relative talent level, which is. <sighs> It's a, a testament no. to coaching. So, so I, I will say it again. <laughs> I, I do not. I am not a believer in Matt Patricia. I don't think that it's going to work for him. But I will also say this, and I've said this consistently: there is nobody better to coach this current roster full of players than Matt Patricia is. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to ride with this group of players, and a lot of these guys are under contract for longer than just this year, nobody's getting more out of them than Matt Patricia. Yeah. So if yeah. you you do have to factor that in, the fact that I mean, if you look, let's take Bruce Arians, who's like in Tampa now and and tearing it up, 
well, sort of tearing it up. They go from who's run out of Arizona, right? Right. <laughs> the Browns didn't want him. Think about that for a second. <laughs> but it's it's like there there are the, the people that are on this roster, all the expatriates, all the ex Giants who are still here. They are very specifically here because Matt Patricia has that use for them, that function for them that doesn't exist in other places for those players. Yep. So if you bring another coach in here, you're going to have to dump, like, Danny Shelton, he's gone. Jamie Collins, no value. Deron Harmon, who's a free agent anyways, no value. But, but it's, it's like, like Christian Jones got extended. No other coach is extending him right. because no other coach sees any value in what yeah. he does. No other coach is going to see the value in, in maybe Frank Ragnow because it, he's, he's very good all around. But I do think that he's better in the system that he's in than he would be in certain other systems. He couldn't play in a, an outside zone scheme. That's just not what he does. Right. So th- the fact that the roster is so finely tailored to – being Quintricia players, it does lend credence to the fact that, that Patricia maybe should come back. I hate saying that because nobody else is going to do it, and you can't you can't overhaul the roster that quickly. Right, you just can't. And so you look at all those things, and you look at how things lined yeah. up, and you, you know, say, "Coming back, aren't they, Chris?" Eh. <sighs> they might be. They they might be. And the thing is, is can you imagine the Lions fan base? If I mean, if they do, right, it's just going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. But think about it. And again, I, I'm telling you, the team is mediocre this year. Think about that. Because there, there's a lot of bad football teams. We're not as bad as them. We could lose out and not draft in the top five. So just think about that. There's probably those five teams getting new coaches. <laughs> and then a couple others, right? The the, yeah. the market for coaches this year is going to be, it's going to be hard to compete. It's going to be so hard to get a good coach. And think about this. Atlanta's <sighs> already out there. They have more appreciable talent coming back. Now, I know Matt Ryan is, I think he's three years older than Matt Stafford, even though he's only one draft before him. Yep. They still have Julio Jones. They still have a, a decent core of young players that is going to be attractive to a coach. Yep. Um, and they have an owner, by the way, who, who is beloved by the players. Yep. Um, don't don't think that gets lost on the players. And I don't think Houston, that, Houston Houston's a different case. Uh, yeah, they're, they yeah. they're going to have trouble finding anybody but, who wants that job with their ownership and management the way it is. If Minnesota if doesn't turn see, it around, I think they're going to be on the block for Zimmer's going to be on the block too. I don't know that Zimmer, after everything they did this season and spent to put this team together, I don't know if he if he if he doesn't. I don't want to say win out, but close to win out. I think that he's in a lot of trouble in Minnesota. I can see I that really as well. Believe and, that. and with with the the issues that he's had with his eyes, you know, he's, he's had very serious vision Two problems. Like he's had retinas. five surgeries yep. or something like yep. that. I could see him like I could see them saying, "Hey, your eyes are bad." Wink, wink. Um, maybe you should move on. Eyes um, are bad. Wink, wink. Did you really do yeah. that on purpose? That, that, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> really, that's. I'll, I'll wear well, the cone of shame for that later. I just so look. Here's the here's the deal. Yeah. Do we like, do like the, the Chargers are going to fire Anthony Lynn and and rightfully so because he blows leads worse than Matt Patricia does. Right. Um, he's a good coach, but that's an organization they don't have a fan base anymore. <laughs> they they they're going to play to empty fans even when fans are allowed in the stadium. 
Yeah. That and they don't they they have Justin Herbert, which is an attractive thing for a coach, but yeah. their defense is getting a little older, long in the tooth. They yeah. they've got a history of yakking on things. Their owner not exactly the most popular guy in the world after right. relocating. Yep. I, I and I know who your guy is, and I'm not outing you. You called your shot, right? No, I, I'll, I'll say it, I, and I, I put it in the Slack this week. The guy that I want to be the head coach for this football team is Marvin Lewis because he won in Cincinnati. Let that sink in for a second. He built a consistent winner with the worst owner in professional sports. And, yes, the Brown family is much, much, much worse than the Ford family. They are the epitome of cheapness. Um, uh, They are – you're lucky to get to stay at a Holiday Inn Express if you're part of the Bengals' entourage. Yeah. Let's put it that way. They they, they would be flying coach unless the NFL made them – fly private and i don't think the fords are cheap i don't think the fords are all the problem with no. this organization it's someone to blame that you know that's part of the the, the thing and and that's, that's a very it, very lazy cop out by people who don't pay enough attention to what they're doing or that are just mad i, I hate that it's it's that tantrum thing they they, right? they are indeed a common denominator they're they're that, that's true but that, i think that's more coincidental than anything else honestly sure. especially in the last few years yeah. I, I i will say that at the end of the Millen era, I think the, the enmity towards Mr. Ford was justified. But yeah. I don't think that you can have any of that towards Martha, and you certainly can't feel anything towards Sheila because she's never said a word yet. Yep, <laughs> yep. Okay, I've got to go to the next one um, right. because it, cause it's, conver- it's, 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 <laughs> it's by ScrewMe71. Uh, is Patricia the most hated coach ever for the Lions? <laughs> so going from they could be back <laughs> next year to is he the most hated coach for the Lions ever? Um, um I, I no. think Bobby Ross had some real problems by everybody, yeah. right? Everybody. Gave, I'm gonna say though yeah, that was a tough one. He, he, Marty, take the win. Morning wag is oh. probably the lowest on that ladder. God, yeah, God, I can't imagine. Oh, wow. I forgot. I I literally like blocked him out. I repressed the idea of Marty Mayweather. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very painful time. It, oh God, taking the the wind, taking in the a wind dome, in a dome. Time. No, I'm just joking. It wasn't a dome. <laughs> yeah. I gotta look back at oh, some of these because uh, we gotta go back to when on Friday we gotta give Tony Ortiz. We gotta bring up Morning Wig somehow and then say, yeah, yeah taking the wing at the me- the wind at the Metrodome. That's crazy because because he, he swore to Dan. This story came out of the, in the interview to Dan and Jim that there was a wind chill in the in the Metrodome. <laughs> so we gotta say we gotta do that to him. That'd be fun. Um, so the guy just wants to see him win, and he's like. His the the big fear is that fans hate seeing the Lions win because it means Patricia won't be fired. And what if what if they do manage to go nine and seven or ten and six or something? And I I just can't separate the look. I want them to win. That's a discongruous thought to me because if it's working for Patricia, I'm going to be happy for him because I like we said we have seen him change. We have seen positives come out of it. Do I think he's a good coach? No. Do I think he's doing a better job? Yes. That those those are mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. But if they're winning, again, nobody taking over this roster, this team is going to do better next year than what Matt Patricia can do. Yeah, what that, that's a that's a fair statement. Now, now, if you want to burn it all down, pour on the gasoline on and and do that, and and I'm not opposed to that, especially if they finish five and eleven or something like that. I'm I'm let's fine you, with that. Give you a third time to use it in an article too. Uh- <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> Um, Thanks, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song, man. Um, 
It, so that tells me the team has a culture problem, but the fans do too. I get that we hate Patricia, uh, but now we hate him more than we like the Lions winning. And that's yes. that's such and a that's weird not healthy. Place that's not a be. that's not a good place to be. Yep. And I'm, I'm trying to think of another situation with that. And I can't really. Yeah. Can you think of another situation no. in any pro sport like that, like well, he, where they they hate the coach so much that they want the team to lose even though they're winning? Not since morning, Wagon. <laughs> they, they weren't really winning under Marty. Yeah. No. Right? They won. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they, that's that's they won what five and eleven one year. <laughs> that was his best year. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, I just, a rookie, wasn't it? I just, I just, that I, was, Mar- I, that was Mariucci. Yeah. Mariucci was the O over. Um, I just can't, I just can't, I can't vote against team winning. I can't root against the team, right. To tank or whatever else I can, I can talk about, you know, strategically s- smart moves to make, but I just can't say, okay, let's go out and win this game. Right. Or, I mean, sorry, let's go out and lose this game. I just can't, I just can't get on that, on that bus and, and, and push that one forward. Is Patricia the most hated? Yes. I'll, let me say a better word than hated polarizing. I will, the word polarizing. I think the, 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 I like Patricia crowd is a pretty small crowd, right? I'll tell yes. you that, but what's happening, <laughs> what's happening is if, if we saw this team start winning, you would see the polarization just like laser focused. I would, I would be happy to give him his due respect. I, mm-hmm. I would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and again, it goes back to the interactions that we've had with him, the interactions that I've had with him in Indianapolis at the combine. I like, I, I want to like Matt Patricia a lot. I really do. But he's given me very little from the coaching front that tells me that with, I should. To work with, yeah. Yeah. All right. And now if, if he does it, Yes, I'll take it. I'm I'm happy with that. I, I want to win. Yeah. If if he's the if he's the, the vehicle that drives me across that line, I'm riding. I'm baby. riding it. Yep. Um, with that, I gotta say because in the in the Dan in the chats, you know that that third string quarterback for Carolina is going to look like a Hall of Famer. Probably throw close to 400 yards, like the one legged wonder we just faced. Um, I gotta I gotta. <laughs> I'm one legged wonder. This third string, by the way, is PJ Walker, a guy that I wanted the Lions to draft. <laughs> I I have to I have to go right now straight to St. Jude because part of that Riz um Sandman was talking to you and you said the game you never watched the Matt Flynn Detroit Lions game That's a true you story. You were going to watch it and write a thing about it and literally within 2 minutes of saying you would if we raised the, what is it 75 plus 25 Yeah. We got it. Boom. <laughs> it was there. Um so just that's on the docket right now. You've got yeah, to do your Matt I, Flynn I, I game. I will watch, watch that. Um, I, I don't have time this week, but it will. I, <laughs> as as uh, if my kids ever get back into school again, I will oh, have a little bit more time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that. Um, what else happened? Well, we ate a, a bunch of bean boozles during the St. Jude thing, and those we're discussing. We'll have a montage of the reactions that? coming from that. Um, we also. Why would anybody create that? I got a pie in the that. face. I got a pie in the face. My son got to do that. That was that, that was, was a good that one. Was, that was sweet. <laughs> um, and what else did we do? There was there was there was you. Because Case gets one at twenty thousand. Um, we did a couple things. We did a whole bunch of stuff. Um, we're at oh oh. We raised the five grand in the first three hours. Staff Taddy got a staff daddy tattoo. If you didn't see it, the video is on and pictures are on the website DetroitLinesPodcast.com. Uh, look for the. It's like the third story down right now. Uh, check it out. It's 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 great. The videos there of him getting the tattoo, the pictures of the tattoo. He got himself a big old staff daddy tattoo on his chest. Uh, thanks so much, staff daddy, for doing that. That was that was killer. So far, we're at seventeen thousand three hundred and ten dollars. 
And how many cents there is? 69. There's only one number. It's always, nice. it's, yeah, that's, it happens. Uh, if you look at the auction, the bunch of things are at 69 cents there too. It's, it's just, it's who we are as an audience and a, as a group. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. The auction is running right now. Go to auction.detroitlionspodcast.com. Everything isn't up yet. We've got, I think, six items. The Jeff Okuda football, the DeAndre Swift football. We've got uh, a, a mini helmet. We've got two Galladay jerseys, a color rush one. Uh, we got a Dan Orlovsky ball coming. We've got a Wayne Font sign ball coming. We've got uh, a whole bunch of stuff going to get added here. But auction.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get in there right now. There's stuff, and it's going to fill out over the next month or yeah, next week and a half or so. Uh, a lot of stuff coming here. Uh, just got shipped on Tuesday, showing up and uh, going to pop Great in there. Christmas gifts for your Lions fan. Big time. List. Auction ends on the 18th of December. We're going to try to ship them right away. The faster you pay, the faster you get your stuff. So, you know, a little bit of an incentive there. Uh, but get in there, get that going, and uh, get, let's get that. That's all money for St. Jude. Now, also, I just want to say, if you go to stjude.org slash DLP and donate just straight cash there, if we get to that 20000 mark, Case is still getting the pie in the face. And being the guy who got the pie in the face, I'd really appreciate it if you guys did that. <laughs> it's not a solo. Uh, it's not a guitar solo here. I, this, is, this is something I want to see happen. So uh, stjude.org slash DLP. Um, look, our goal is twenty five grand overall. Uh, we got to get a couple, a little bit more cash. Uh, the pie in the face is about where I, I think we need to be. And we're going to hit this auction. Auction.detroitlandspodcast.com. Get in there and do that. Uh, Riz is going to do his Flynn rewatch. Maybe we'll get some video of him watching that and get some reactions. Uh, and then he's going to do a story about it. So that'll be fun. I will. A lot yes. of good stuff. A lot of good stuff, guys. And uh, I, I, I want you to help us take part and help raise money for these kids. It's Christmas for the kids. There you go. St. Jude, help us out with that. All right. Uh, let's see. One last thing about the, te- the the team, then we'll get to the Matthew Stafford injury because I think this is in the, the same. The, uh, I love it. <laughs> this is the same coaching kind of world, which was more damaging. Okay, nine and seven is not good enough for meaningful games in December. This is from uh, Greg W, uh, longtime Patreon listener, uh, first time caller. Oh. <laughs> He's a good dude. We had a couple beers with him. He's a good dude. He had cider. We had mm. beer. <laughs> well, he just had a baby, too. You know how it is. Yes, yes, he did. He had a potent cider. <laughs> <laughs> so which one is it for you, Riz? 9-7 not good enough for meaningful games in December? Meaningful games in December because it's purposely vague, and I hate vagaries. Um, I, I want concrete benchmarks. Uh, I, I want goals. I want carrots. I want carrots and sticks. I don't want mush i don't want a sweet potato out there i want something that says i need to achieve x so y happens i don't need x to stay as a variable no matter what i'm plugging in for x i don't like that yeah yeah um i i have to agree with you we thought we disagree on this but i agree meaningful yeah. games in summer nine and seven was not good enough is nine and seven out- wasn't good enough no. it shouldn't be good enough this team needs to be did nine and seven get them anywhere, Chris? No, no, it didn't. It needs to be better. That's a true statement. And it, it was kind of taken out of context, right? It, it's it's played yes. back yes, in a different was. context than what it was given, and it's just I, I I hate. There's nothing I hate more than lies, disingenuousness. I got it out. Disingenuousness Disingenu- and lies. Disingenuity. Yeah, no, di- disingenuity. Thank you, and um, and, and just outright lies. You, if you want to get, if you want to get to where I'll. 
punch in the face, that's you lie to me. Just do, just do that because that's <laughs> do that's the one thing you will lose me, and I get angry. Uh, that's that's bad bad stuff. So so the whole nine seven thing, I just it, I don't like it. That's more disingenuous than a lie. You know how people how people work that out. Meaningful games in December, absolutely, because we talked about it um, as as part of our December monitor and all that. Because it felt like it was going to be more clear cut. It felt like the team was going to either perform or it wasn't, and we knew where it's going to be. And we're sitting here at five hundred, and that's and or almost five hundred. They, they I'm, could I'm be getting six ahead of and five. There could be seven. There might be eight playoff teams. Yeah, eight and eight could get you that last playoff spot. It could very well come down to the last game against Chicago. And the thing is, I'm going to say it's more damaging because it allows people to construct what they want out of it. And when what they want doesn't happen, it gives people an opportunity to be disappointed. Now, by the same token, you say they don't win. They don't win eight games and that's it. We're firing them. Well, what happens if Matthew Stafford gets COVID and misses four games? What happens if he breaks his thumb off? Well, we'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's, that's completely out of the realm of what you could do as a coach for your team. Right? So there has right. to be some ambiguity there, but this is meaningful games in December. It, it, look, it's great for the press. Right. It gives them all kinds of things to write about and revisit when they're looking for something to do in the middle of the season. But um, I, I'll tell you, uh, meaningful games in December is just not the. Eh. And and I got to say, you're just breaking. Uh, Staff Teddy is in the uh, chat, and he's going to match two hundred dollars of donations by the end of this podcast. Nice. So Very anyone, good. anything up to two hundred dollars. He'll match it up to 200. So, guys, pop in. Let's do this. stjude.org slash DLP. Anything you can do, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, and thank you, Dan, for loving our talking heads. <laughs> and shoulders. Uh, all right. That's point. I forgot it. Yeah, meaningful um, games in December, I think, was Meaningful games harmful, in December. So, Especially with the season we've had and what's what's led up to it. I think, the, I think COVID has a lot to do with a lot of the bad teams this year. I think it. I think I mean, great I mean, organizations. We knew the, we knew the were Jets great. were going to be terrible. We knew the Jaguars were going to be terrible. Most of us thought that the Panthers were going to be bad, and they've lost five in a row. They're about to lose six in a row. I, I, I as, on as much as, <laughs> and, and oh, by the way, they got the they got the it boy as their head coach. Yep. I'm just saying, doesn't yep. always work out. Yep. Not nothing against Matt Rule because I think he's going to be good, but there's only, there's only maybe when he's in Detroit. <laughs> the second job is always the good one, right? Um, yeah, no, no, no. It's um, it it's, it it is, it is. You and know, I, I I just think that you know, nine and seven shouldn't be good enough, though, to no. go back to that part of it. Yep. And that team should have been better than that. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have taken on, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, and time has You're softened as the people. And they forget how much they freaking hated Jim Caldwell yep. and how bad of a job he did. The game management. He, oh God. Uh, oh my God. It was horrible. It was horrible. And and absolutely, absolutely. And and I think that's that's where it's at. I think no matter what you have, this is a bad time to bifurcate the fan base, but that's what's gonna happen. And well, I didn't have disingenuity going for me, so I had to bifurcate it. Um, <laughs> this is this is going to be a tough year and a half, and I think you have that as if you guys have heard me do my my riff on the the kind of arc of a Lions fan, the demographic bubble of that Gen X Gen Y kind of the end of Gen X and early Gen Y group are coming to that point where there's all the kids, there's all the things in life that make it a heck of a lot easier to stop watching football. 
you're going to see, I think, possibly with this fan base, a lot of people just drop off not to come back. Some will come back, right? Everyone loves a jumping on a bandwagon or whatever when they're when they're a winner. But I think what you saw this year and what the COVID brought was it shows you who the two truly exceptional teams are, who the best talented coached, who who the best talented teams are, and who the best coached and the best GM teams are because they're performing at that level. Anything that isn't absolutely great this year is performing less than great and less than good. And that's what I yes. think you're seeing. And and it, and it's unfortunate. Uh, but it is the reality. This is what's ruined parity in the NFL this year. COVID destroyed parity, I think. And and just look at, at what happened in COVID in COVID today. Um, the Raiders put a lot of players on COVID list. Defense. <laughs> the Browns have five players on it. The there's another team that has like four or five players that are on it now. It's uh and and every team is under the intensive protocol, so all meetings now are remote. They have to wear masks even in the team facility when they're restricted, when they're wearing their little bracelets that they have to do um, because COVID's everywhere. It's, it, it hasn't gone away at the end of elections, unlike some people would have thought. That just didn't happen. Bummer. Um, it's, it's a long, dark winter coming up. It's, uh, well, pray for Pfizer. Pray for, for all your, uh, your, your vaccines because hopefully they'll come soon. We can't get them soon enough. Um, yeah, it's, I don't, it, I'm not going to get into the politics of it because <laughs> it doesn't sound like vaccines are going to be good enough anymore either. And we were just going to like, what was it, 15 days to slow the spread? And now I'm hearing vaccines aren't going to be good enough. I don't even know anymore. I'm not. I'm not going to speculate. I'm just going to see we, what happens we, and no, do, we, do what we, I'm supposed we, to do we, until we it's over. We just hope that the whole nightmare ends sooner than later. Yes, yes, that, yes, that's yes. all we can do. God and, Almighty, and pray pray to God that we get through it okay. Yeah, and. uh you know, it has definitely impacted the NFL this year. It's going to impact it more as time goes on. The kids. Can you imagine? Wait, wait until the Thursday before a Sunday playoff game and an entire offensive line test positive, and they're going to miss that game. Yep. That's going to happen this year, by the way. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll go on record and saying that right now. That's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> yep. What, what do you do with that? What, what do you do if you're the Lions and you win a playoff game because of that? You take that, yeah. I, I, I take. I take it no matter yes, how. Yes, you I do. Get it. I you it. take that and run. <laughs> there you go, Don. Now you heard him. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's 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 crazy. And and like we we talked about before the show, how it's affected the kids and and yeah. what we're seeing. It's yeah. just this thing's a wreck. Yeah, we we both have kids away. that are in high school, and it's uh, it's it's tough time. It's a tough yeah. time to be growing up right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah. All right, so um, let's go. We get that nine seven meaningful games. We got that. Okay, uh, one more thing: Matthew Stafford's injury. We save the best for last. Uh, but let me first tell you about fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com and amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Fanatics for all your gear. You want to get your hat? You want to get your wings jersey? This is the year. The wings got it this year. I I, I, Don't I know get it's that coming. Alternate jersey where they inverted the colors. So that's crap. You're gonna get one of those. Get the get the avalanche one with the with the Quebec Nordiques thing on it. You know, get the get the hurricanes with the whale. You know what I really really like of all the jerseys, the the Michigan hockey jerseys, the sweaters. Those are the coolest. Those I just actually those look really. And by the way, they're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. <laughs> they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to say go blue, do it in the hockey team. Do it in the yeah in the frozen four. Bas- basketball would be good too. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a Jawan Howard fan. Good, good, good. Not I'm a Michigan good. fan, but I am a Jawan Howard fan. Yeah. I want to see him do 
There you go. All right. Fanatics at DetroitLionsPodcast.com. That's where you go to get any of your good stuff and uh, any of your, your sportswear that you want to get. They give us a kickback, but it's the real stuff. Licensed, all good stuff. Doesn't cost you more. Just helps us out. Helps us do the senior bowl and the other stuff that we do. And then also Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Same deal, but it's for everything but your sportswear. It's for, I don't know, all, get ready for the next lockdown. Get your goods at Amazon. Uh, but go to Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. I'm, I'm getting new headphones because these are crap. And I'm getting a new chair in the the room that it serves as my office because I am so um, we've had a little change in my house. My wife is now working from home permanently um, and took over my office. So I'm actually in her office now because she's got it set up because she's on Zoom all day yep. um, and it's much better lighting in here. <laughs> Can you imagine? She's not here right now, so I'm taking over that. So uh, I'm getting a better chair um, for for where I where I sit now. Too. Can you imagine if you guys would have bought into the tiny home debacle? Oh my God. <laughs> so we actually thought about, because my wife's really into that. We, we, we have two kids. We would have gotten four tiny houses and put them all adjacent around like a central area. Right, right. I'm like, just get the big house. That, that's not a terrible <laughs> idea, but yeah, I, I, I like having the big house. <laughs> not that our house is that big, but right. You get, this, you, is, this is actually the smallest house we've lived in. But. Every time I see the tiny house, I feel like the doors are like five feet tall. And I would just love to see you in a see, house that was thing. built for that. My, my son is six foot eight. I'm six foot five. My wife is six two. We don't fit in a tiny house. There's just not enough room for you. You're laying in bed, your feet in your kitchen. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah, just, just one stuff. All right. None, none of that crap. Yeah, they're not none available on Amazon, but you should fill your tiny house with great, great items to, to hoard and stock up before the lockdown at amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com there you go and also don't forget the auction.detroitlionspodcast.com for your stuff uh all right let's talk about matthew stafford's injury um he's fine yes. he's gonna play we teased it all game and there's nothing to well, about, right oh well, he oh, well. wants to play he is fired up to play he has a torn ucl in his thumb and for those of you who are I'm watching on video i, I was right waiting there. for uterus to come a torn it is what causes your thumb i'm doing it backwards to pinch in and be able to have grip strength. It's it's where oh, you don't thumb, need that to throw a ball though. That's good. It's your tendon that controls the the inside outside flexion on your thumb. As I'm doing there, my thumb's all messed up, so don't look at it because I've broken that one before. Uh, it it doesn't allow you to grip as strong if you don't have it. This is, is the that same the one that shoots that, up your arm? The, the the pain that goes up your arm? Yes, yes, it does. He should try this the CBD the, cream. That's what my wife has, and it worked great. He, he should he should absolutely try that. It's it, it's commonly called skier's thumb because it's an injury that you get when you fall flat and you hyperextend your thumb like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. that, fuck, that hurt. Um, <laughs> lingering volleyball pain. I got volleyball fingers that hurt right now. Um, that's why I need the CBD cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it impacts your ability to have grip strength and pinching strength. Now, he, he doesn't necessarily need to pinch Frank Ragnar to let him know that the snap is coming, but he does need to catch the ball and grab onto it securely, and that can be a problem. He's grabbing someone there when he's waiting for the snap. Five weeks. That's, that's five the concern weeks. here. Um, it, it can be surgically repaired. Uh, they, they, put it, they, put, um, they will suture it to the bottom of your bone, um, and it, it, dec- it decreases your range of motion, but it makes it so your grip strength is back. Um, he did not have that. They're hoping that he can play through it, but it is. My worry is is that he's not going to be able to run with the ball, and he's not going to be able to throw the the Matthew Stafford like sidearm mm-hmm. pass off 
imp- improvisational oh, he, passes he hasn't been will go away because that. he's not going to be able to hold the ball as, as properly as he would like to. He's not been as so successful it's a with the factor. as he was with Scott yeah, I, I think he will be able to play through it as long as he can effectively take a snap under center and maybe they, they just they they throw that away and, and just say you're in shotgun all game, which hurts the running game, by the way. But if you'd rather have a, a, a healthy Matthew Stafford or a functional Matthew Stafford in the game than a good run game. I, I think we'll all take that trade off. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, um Really quick, no one's biting on the 200 match. If we get a $50 donation, then I'll send Chris an Aussie Rules football jersey if he agrees to wear it on the pot. I would absolutely wear it on the pot. I wear Brisbane Lions, the baby. They're good. Yeah, there you go. I would do it. So someone, let's get 50 bucks in there. 50 bucks. Yeah. That's that's an easy one. And uh, you can see me wearing a Aussie Rules. And it gets us towards a pie in Case's face. I may just do an overlay and lie about that total. Make it look like it went up when uh, when Case mm. is on. Just so I can see him do the pie in the face. And then tell him I defrauded him. Because I'm not doing this alone. <laughs> Alright, there you go. Let's get 50 so bucks it, in there for the uh, to get me in the Aussie Rules football it. jersey. Do it. Um, so with the, the Stafford injury, let's talk about what the, the backup plan is. It's Chase Daniel against the third-string quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. What could possibly go wrong? This, this, oh. this deserves Aqib Tlaib doing color on the game. <laughs> I liked Aqib. I, I thought he did a good job. Uh, uh, I really did. There's two things that I, that I took away from it. Number one. He could one day be as good as Tony Romo. I loved his insight. He did a really good job and had some really, really good stuff. But there's some other things. He needs to quit saying boof (laughs) up in the boof. See, I like that. It was candid. It was refreshing. Yeah, no, I I just, I'm like, I want my announcers to be announcers. You know what I mean? Tony Romo, his thing used to be that drove me, it didn't, it drove me crazy in a fun way, just like with a key. It's fun. But um, what drives me, Sandman? What are you doing hey. here? Aussie rules. You there you go. Fifty bucks in there. Thank you, Sandman, for Saint Jude. That's oh, that's great. I love that guy. Um, shit, I just made my own drop. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, just made my own drop. There you go. <sighs> but uh, um, Tony Romo, he's like, I bet you five bucks that uh, they're gonna run a do a run up the middle here. I bet you five bucks you got a slot receiver getting the ball over the middle. He was always trying to bet money while the game was going on. And Jim Nance is in there like he's he hated Tony in the first year. You know that he hated yeah, Tony. You could, you could tell there was some some animosity yeah. there. And I think and I it's because I, of that that the, the whole like I feel I'll bet bad you. that I don't remember who the play by play guy was with with Akeem, but I thought he was good too. He did um, fine, yeah. You know, again, for the, the fourth string Myers. announcers for the Chris Myers the, is so bad. Yeah, so it was, bad. It was it was one of the better crews we've had this year. I like to keep. I, I I would certainly take him again. I like, and I, I like, think a little more polish on him. Yeah. As many X's yeah. as he got, Mitch. <laughs> as many X's as he got, brother. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, there we go. Um, ding, ding, ding. We got that. Matthew Stafford. So, yeah, the grip on throwing a football tends to be somewhat important, right? Uh, it, it's not, and and the problem is, is as you said, if you as you push it back, you get that that crazy pain. That you, you t- every, you're taking a snap over and over and over. That's hitting that thumb. It's gonna push that thumb, push that thumb, and, and and exacerbate the issue. Which means probably no snaps in practice all week. If we're if we're smart about it, I would it, guess right? not. I would guess he's not going to practice all week. Right, and I don't know that I want him to take pregame warm up snaps either. I mean, at, at some but point you, you got to say least, he's done like, enough. Warm the the thumb up because they're they're gonna give him a shot at all, so it doesn't hurt too bad. You that's know that's going to happen. 
Yeah. And, uh, you want him to be able to spin it. The other thing is, is when he, when he throws the deep ball, if you do the throwing mechanics, I'm doing it here for, for video aid, you do use your thumb more the longer you throw the ball because you're, you're, you're using it to rifle the ball a right. little bit better. Yeah. Uh, and that will be tough because he can't put as much pressure with his. Maybe that's my problem because I'm using the laces and my fingers to rifle it to give it the the flip. That's interesting. When I threw, I could, I, I could I, probably I, use. I only ever had my, if I use my thumb. When I throw the ball, I don't have the ball with me. My fingertips would touch the bottom of the laces. That was it. I didn't grip the laces. I had oh. my fingertips at the bottom of them. So when I let it go, it would just like spin like that. You got Trump hands. <laughs> What? I, always, I have volleyball I, hands. I never had problems getting around the laces. I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> I've broken seven of my ten fingers. Oh, God, <laughs> I will never be a hand model. Oh my goodness, it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, Mitch, Sandman, and Golden are my dudes too. They're they're great. Really, really good dudes. All right, huge hands. There we go. Uh, okay, we got Matthew Stafford covered. We'll cover the injury. <laughs> we will cover the official injury report on uh, Friday at the game preview. We will be doing a game preview with with Mister Ortiz this week. Will we not? Yeah, yes, Mister O T O Ortiz will be there. I have a couple things to talk about. The wind chill in the Metrodome is one of them. Carissa Thompson is another. The, the, I'm telling you guys, if you want a great candid interview, Jim Brandsetter. Dan Miller, Tony Ortiz, they did not hold back at all when uh, when we when we talked. It was great behind the scenes stuff. Um, and let me see, I got I got a great Tony drop here. I've I've got to I've got to pull this one out. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, oh, where is you, Tony? Darn it, it's got to be here. Yeah, here we go. Okay, they told the story with this, and and when Jim Brandsetter told it. He sounded like Orson Welles in the the peas commercial. You remember if you ever heard that? Oh my he was, god! Yeah, he was a little bit a little bit tipsy, and he got really angry at, at the read and didn't like the the way they wanted him to read it. But Jim Branson was in that voice when he told the story about this. Green Bay little old ladies bratwurst cart outside of the radio studio. <laughs> <laughs> so that is definitely worth your time to watch. So check it out. Yeah, good, good, good stuff. Um candidness i didn't expect it from dan right i mean i mean i, I dan behind the scenes has always been 100 percent like dan is the open the and honest and guy. transparent and we've he's had some the, he's the best man aside really from being exceptional at his job oh, God, yeah. and he is, he is an exceptional play-by-play man yeah yeah but he's also a really really genuinely good human being yeah. off the air too. yeah yeah and 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 he doesn't mind telling you the whole thing right he tells the whole story i and and like like with the one Lions player that we don't talk about and some other things that we, we get information. There's things you just don't share, right? You, it's good yeah. to know and it helps provide context and helps you get, get the things you get, but as a responsibility for the, the others positions in life and not ruining those, <laughs> you keep mm-hmm. some things yourself. Dan is a fabulous, fabulous dude. Oh, this is going to get added to the auction. Sorry. Dan Miller is going to do a custom voicemail message for uh, whoever wins that auction. So if you if you really want the best play by play guy ever on your phone forever doing a message for you, you can you can bid on that. That'll show up here in the next day. So uh, we'll get that on there for the auction. Good good My stuff. My old neighbor here. Max is going to bid on that. I'll say that right now. <laughs> I like your old neighbor Max. <laughs> so good stuff. I, I forgot how I got off onto that. I was going to tell something. Important. It's not important. It's not important <laughs> anymore. All right, I think let's just call it a show, Riz. It's good. I'm, I'm, I could like fall asleep right now, and I just drank a, an energy drink. But I'm so just I, I just drank a fifteen point oh pumpkin stout 
brewed with real pumpkin from Fort, Brewery 424 here in Holland. Um, it was is exceptional, by the way. Um, give them your support. They're great people, even though they are. Yeah, um, yeah. They're, they're good people, and they need your help. Um, please support your local restaurants. This is a very difficult time, not just in Michigan, but in other states as well. Yep. Applebee's will be fine. Al's Diner will not. That's the thing. The box stores are all going to survive. The big, the big, the big one. Just go to the go to your local place. Survive your lo- help Please. your local people survive. That's Please that's do. where it's at. Um, really quick, I want to yell out to Colin Knudsen, uh, Two Pints, you Riz, especially. You've been awesome. Oh, thank you, Anonymous. Love my Anonymous. Oh no, it's not sixty nine. Um, you gotta fix that. Um, who else? That Justin Rogers, great. Sandman, absolutely Sandman. He's he's so awesome. Brett Kuzno, um, Eric filled in for you a little bit, Riz, and that was really yeah. great of him on the fly to do that. Case was absolutely awesome. It was great, and I wish I could have been there. Um, unfortunately, I got fired that day for my radio gig, yeah. and it was a, a bit of an emotional time um, for, for some very people that I'm very close to. Um, yep. So we wound up um, just bonding over that. Yep. It was um, y- y'all did a fantastic job. I watched a great deal of it. Um, I even tuned in, so I was I was one of the four people watching at three forty five a.m. because I woke up <laughs> in the middle of the night and couldn't sleep. Like, oh, oh, they're still on, still doing it. It was live. We we're still live. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you what. Um, yeah, Mitch. Um, um, oh God, Floundericious has has just tossed so much money. Dave Griffiths is the big the the the, the biggest donator. Um, just everybody. Hitori has been throwing money at this like crazy. Um, and I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss anybody. So please, if, if I did not say your name, I'm doing this on the fly off the top of my head. It isn't because I'm not thankful or don't appreciate what you do and, uh, and any of that, but you guys made this a super huge success already. And I just want to say thanks to everybody for your generosity. You folks are some of the most amazing people. And for us to be able to, to turn up this kind of money, um, just doing, you know, our, our, our goofy little podcast, right. About a team that just can't seem to win. It, it really means something, and it means something to me to be able to, to to think about what we're doing for these kids, and that you guys were all all stood up like that. So thank you so much for for all you've done and and, and pushing this thing so far. You guys are the you guys are the absolute Chris, best. Chris, we're all find very it. grateful for the the sincere effort that you put into this. Yeah. This this was your baby. You wanted to do it. it. It meant something to you, and because of that, we saw that you you cared. Um, and that that helped coax a lot of money out of a lot of people. And that's that's awesome. So, if there's, so thank you for doing it. Absolutely. If there's one thing that we can thank uh, Matt Patricia for, it was being the inspiration to make this all come together uh, yes. with his donation yes. at the combine. It was absolutely. And whatever happens yep. with him, you know, this yearly thing is all straight up due to him. Oh, and man. so there we go. But thank you, Riz. That's 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 I appreciate it. Good words. Nice 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 stuff. On that. Um, everybody else can can just praise me in the chat, or if you'd like to send uh, the great notes, the, the get on your knees and bow down. <laughs> there you go. With that, we'll close the show. Uh, <laughs> remember, we're looking for your involvement. Use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback. Otherwise, give us those five stars on those aggregators wherever you find the show. Uh, Friday, Friday's game preview is back. We'll be back with To and the Riz. A great show on Friday gives you your prep, everything you need to get ready for the Lions on Sunday. It's the it is the best show to prep for a game out there. Period. I'm telling you straight up. Uh, don't forget us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Detroit Lions Podcast, Patreon.com/slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Head on over there, and as little as dollar a month gets you in there, gets to be part of the fun, and uh, gets you into the Slack chat, the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. It may be the most intelligent rocket scientists 
and beer. It and very well could be. Chat everywhere. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast, and on Twitter at DET Lions podcast. Uh, don't forget, go get that follow button, DET Lions podcast, because it's the best place to see the Riz. With no pants anywhere. <laughs> And me with the pie in the face. You can call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. We'll, uh, we'll get your message on the air. That's a good way to go. It's a lot of fun. Also, don't forget to come to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can show up in your face or ears or wherever you put us automatically. Thank you for tuning in, and we're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we're almost 500, and we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time.